What's going on, everyone? To some extent, I think we've all experienced adversity in our lives. Sometimes the difficulties that we face are light and relatively easy. But other times, the adversity that we face could feel like a heavy weight that we just can't lift. Garrison Red knows exactly how to go about lifting those heavy weights. An inspiring story about a young man shot and paralyzed by a stray bullet 15 years ago in Brooklyn. Red was going into his last high school football season, his senior year, when he was shot outside his home in Brownsville. The doctor told me something early in my injury that really changed my life. She said, you know, you don't have to be the player, you could be the coach. He leads by example. Red is a Team USA para powerlifter trying to represent the USA at the 2021 Tokyo Paralympic Games. He trains in Farmingdale and benches 300 pounds, nearly two and a half times his 133 pound body weight. He is always focused on what he can control, not what he can. Lifting people's spirits along the way. Motivational speaker, author, fashion model. Paralympic powerlifter who, get this, can bench press over 300 pounds. That's more than twice his body weight. The strength of Garrison Red in the weight room and in life is off the charts. Today, we're going to talk about making lemonade out of lemons, dealing with adversity, and the importance of leaving a legacy. I'm Anthony Robles, and welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable is just a, is just a mindset and a way of life. I think it's just uh, not being, being afraid to fail. Relentless. I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish when I set my priorities right, when I walk with God, and when, again, I, I live with that mindset, being the best that I can be at every moment. I think there's nothing more powerful on earth than the human will. Anthony Robles has shown us that impossible is nothing. Anthony Robles is a national champion. You're listening to the Unstoppable Podcast with Anthony Robles, brought to you by Safe Streets. Please welcome today's special guest, Garrison Red. Hey everyone, before we start this episode, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. When it comes to protecting your family, be unstoppable. Don't cut corners with your smart home security. Call my friends at Safe Streets. They'll evaluate your unique security and automation needs, all while delivering a five-star customer experience. Get your free quote today. Call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. All right, Garrison, how you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good, bro. Thanks for connecting with me, definitely. Uh, my pleasure, man. I, you know, I've been seeing your stories on Instagram and on Facebook, man, and you're someone who uh, really inspires me. So I was just so honored to be able to reach out to you and you to, you to respond to me. I'm, I'm looking forward to this moment, man. I've been, been really hyped up to talk with you. Yeah, nah, it's going to be an amazing show today. Yeah, I can't wait, man. And, and you're someone who, uh, I mean, you've accomplished so much, man. I want to dive into that in here in a little bit. But I mean, first, just tell me a little bit about yourself, bro. Like, where, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Definitely. Well, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Um, when I was 17 years old, growing up, well, growing up, I played football all my life. And then, um, when I was 17 years old, since I grew up in one of the toughest sections of Brooklyn, the Brownsville area, um, 
it was a dude outside and he started shooting and I got struck with the bullet, which left me paralyzed from the waist down. Um, the T12 section of my spine, the bullet actually burnt the nerve surrounding my spinal cord. Um, luckily I had so much mass from playing football, it didn't punch, puncture any organs or anything of that nature, which I'm fortunate about. However, um, that point was like, you know, that always coined the phrase, when life throw you lemons, you gotta make lemonade. So that was like my lemon. I was in a hospital. I remember being in a hospital and a doctor came to me and was like, I know you're not going to have the, op you might not have the opportunity to play in the NFL as a football player, but have you ever thought about being a coach? Hmm. And from then on, like my perspective on life changed. I started seeing the glasses half full instead of half empty because the coach is the leader. He's the one that leads the 52 players on the field each and every day. And with that said, it just gave me a different outlook altogether where I looked from, I looked at life from a leadership standpoint. And then my mom's, she's a very, very strong person. And the first thing she told me is nobody gonna have sympathy for you. Nobody gonna have empathy for you. You 17 years old, you're gonna go on and you're gonna live an incredible life. And um, you know, at the time I didn't know what she meant by that, but I knew that I was destined for greatness from that point on. And I remember being in a rehab center amongst other individuals who had disabilities or had some type of illness, you know, that prevented them from doing certain activities that kids normally could do. Like one of my friends had like stage four cancer and she was happy each and every day. Wow. And um, up until she lost her memory completely, she used to come check on me in my room just to mm -hmm. keep my spirits up. And then um, like I seen other individuals that never had the opportunity to run, never had the opportunity to walk. So it was like what I'm complaining about, you know, I still could mm -hmm. use my upper body for, for the most part. And from then on, I just said, you know what? I wanted to make an impact on this world. Um, at first, you know, when I initially got out the hospital, I didn't even engage in like any type of adaptive sports because I'm like, if, you know, your career could be taken away in a second, I'm not even thinking about that. Like I'm now I'm just thinking about, you know, going to college, getting a degree and then going, you know, finding a job that way I could live, sustain a life for myself and you know not having to depend on anyone so you know you know a lot of people don't understand that you know you gotta have financial means as well in order to be fully independent especially being an individual living with a disability because mm -hmm. it can be tough and um with that said i graduated my bachelor's in finance i did some wow. work for wall street for a little while as a day trader then i went to the, i started working at the irs because my parents was like you know, we don't got any money to sponsor you with. So if you lose everything, then I don't know what you're going to do. So, you know, I was working at the IRS for six years. And then one day I woke up and said, I'm way too cool for this job. Like I need to do something <laughs> more impactful. And um, from that point on, everything just started to fall into place. I mean, I remember that same day I told my boss, today would be my last day. She's like, what you mean? You're, you're a very, you know, great coworker. You're excelling at your position here at the IRS. Why would you leave? And I'm like, there's something out there that's just bigger for me. Like yeah. I just knew there was something bigger for me. So I was like, today's my last day. She's like, you know, you got to put in a two week notice. I'm like, you can't tell me that. If I want to <laughs> leave now, I'm leaving. That's that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I left that. I went on a vacation. I remember I went on vacation like a week later. I ran into my godfather who I didn't see in like 10 years. And he's like, yo, and it's crazy. We in the airport. He's like, yo, you ever thought about being a model? And I'm like, a model? I've never seen a model, you know, modeling from a wheelchair at this point. And he's like, nah, you could really be the face of my um company, my brand. So from there, I did a photo shoot once we got back. Um, he, Well, he went where he went. I went where I went. 
And then my boy, um, that's still my friend today, he's two dudes from this brand called Milf Dad. My boy Ben and Justin, it was like, nah, you really could be like a mainstream model. And I'm like, what is this model stuff? So <laughs> I started doing photo shoots with them. Like they would design a wheelchair to match like the track suits that they was producing and things of that nature. And um, that was really like one of the, another major like turning point in my life. Like school, mm -hmm. going to school, graduating my bachelor's and just being accepted in society. Now that was one turning point. But yeah. when they started seeing like a vision for me, like just random people, after I said I'm quitting my job type of thing, it was like, wow, yo, this crazy how life works. And then um, I got into power powerlifting. <laughs> I, I see, man, you got you got got the the muscles going right now. Yeah, yeah, I got into power powerlifting. I was in the gym one day, and a guy comes up to me like, yo, you look like you could be a good athlete. Like, you ever tried any para sports? Um, and I'm like. Nah, I didn't have engaged in no para, no adaptive sports, none of that. He's like, yo, I'm looking at you working out. You could really like do something. We just got to find a sport for you. So he's like, yo, come out to my wheelchair football practice. I'm like, wheelchair football? If I fall, like, how does that work? If I break yeah. something, like, what, what does, like, so he just said, you know what? Just come out. And I came out, I met this guy named John Hammer. He's like, I could see you being a Paralympic gold medalist one day. And I'm like, gold medalist? What are you even talking about? And like, yo, I'm going to connect you with one of the best wheelchair um, sports clubs in the country, which was the New Jersey Navigators. And um, I remember linking up with this guy, Jim Cuevas, who's the president of the wheelchair, um, that, um, the New Jersey Navigators, which is a wheelchair sports club. Uh -huh. And um, he got me into wheelchair racing and field sports. And then I remember it was like May of 2018, a Memorial Weekend. It's this thing called Tri-States in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And I was doing wheelchair racing and he's like, yo, you ever thought about doing powerlifting? I'm like, powerlifting? I don't know. Like, he's like, how much you weigh? I'm like, I don't know how much I weigh. I go to a clinic. The doctor's always asking me the same question. I'm like, I don't have a scale for people with disabilities. Mm. And he's like, um, don't worry about it. We'll get you weighed in and everything. That's not a problem. So I weighed in at like 120 pounds. I was able to lift 250 pounds with no training. 250 pounds? You bench yeah. it? 250 pounds? Yeah, that's what I used to bench. Now I'm like, man, I'm like around 310, 315 at like Dang, man. 324 pounds. That's some and weight like, right there. Yeah, Team USA called me like the next day. I thought it was like a prank call or something, a scam likely call. And um, <laughs> I remember I didn't answer. And then a week later, I went back to practice or whatever. And my coach was like, did you get a call from anybody saying it was a part of Team USA and want you to buy for a spot on the para powerlifting team? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, me? How could it be me? I don't know, like, nothing about this. He's like, nah, for real, you got to reach back out to them because you're one of the strongest people in the country at 120 pounds. And I'm like, for real? So then I um, reached back out to them. I, I did, like, a level one camp, I remember. And then I did, um, I went to Colorado Springs for a quick start camp for, like, um, you know, hopeful athletes that's good in field sports and um, powerlifting. Mm -hmm. And there, out there at Colorado Springs, I was able to lift like 275 pounds in like two months of training. <laughs> Man. And it's been history ever since I made Team USA back in 2019. And yeah, I just been on that grind. Man, bro, that's an incredible journey. And there, there's so much you shared that I, I want to unpack a little bit and ask you some more about because it's, yeah. it's, it's truly inspiring. And I saw you. Your, some of your videos of you lifting it's 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 impressive man number yeah. one we're gonna have to get a workout in sometime definitely, we're, gonna have to definitely. Out. <laughs> we're gonna have to figure that out we're gonna have to meet up somewhere 
for sure, man. But you know, I mean, just going back to what you said, you know, about that the about you know you you getting shot and that that just changing your life, you know, like yeah. I mean, that that's crazy, you know. I, I can't imagine because I, I've been born missing my life, so this is all I've ever known. And yeah. you know, I, I feel like I don't know if you know much about wrestling, but in wrestling you're in all these different positions, right? During the wrestling match, you're just rolling around with your opponent, you're fighting. And the worst position you can be in is on your back, right? Yeah. That's like, like when you're close to, you're close to losing the match. And I think certain times in life, we find ourselves on our back, right? We say staring up at the lights, right? Exactly, yep. Uh, and man, and I mean, that situation, you know, what happened to you, you were staring up at the lights, you know? But what I love that you said is that you shifted your perspective, right? That's you shifted that perspective. And that's exactly what it's about, right? Yeah. You got to see the glass as half full. I always tell people that, you know, there's some, everybody's destined for greatness. You just don't know what it is until mm. you put in a predicament where all you have left is to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, that's how, you know, that's how my life pretty much been. Like, you know, at 17, I was always like an outstanding leader as far as like, especially with athletics, but I never thought, and I always put, looked at it from a different perspective, like, especially now, you know, I would if I would have been going through life, you know, with, you know, walking, running regular, maybe I would have made the NFL, but I will only be a impacting people here in America. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm on Team USA, I'm impacting people all across the world. And I'm impacting a demographic where people often viewed as incapable or cannot or needing help. So, you know, sometimes you just got to look at everything from a different perspective. <laughs> That's the key right there, man. You're a terrific voice for those people because you're right. You know, people kind of look at us and like, you know, see us for what we can't do. But you're living proof. It's like it's not about what you can't do. Right. It's about what what you're capable of. It's about you focusing on those strengths and you building on them. And, you know, I I love how you're you're brave enough to to pursue new opportunities. And that's the key thing. Right. You you pursue other avenues because I think people were, were sometimes we get afraid to do that, to step outside of that comfort zone and like to try something new. Right. It's like we have we have one vision. And this is it on this, this path. It's like, well, you know what? Sometimes the path has to change. Right. And and you know, what's the thing is, it's like a revolving door. Like things just keep changing. And then, you know, one of the things I definitely um, thought about was the fact that I feel like anybody could do whatever they want in life. So like people ask me, why did I write a book? It said, I said, because I wanted to be an author. So Hmm. I just wanted to write a children's book. That's it. (laughs) And now I'm an author, but I try to tell like anybody, like, you could do whatever you want to do. You just got to put your mind to it, focus on it and have a plan. I love that, man. It's like, you're, you're so diverse in your career. I mean, author, model, dancers, public yeah, speaker. Everything. I mean, <laughs> it's all about living life to the fullest, right? Pursuing. Yeah. I mean, something that pops in your head, you, you, you pursue it, right? You don't, you don't exactly. worry about what can hold you back or the challenges you, you figure it out kind of along the way. And you just focus on the goal that you're chasing. Exactly. And like, how I like to put it to people, you know, in my case, what's the worst that could happen? The worst already mm-hmm. happened when I was 17 years old. So I don't feel like anything I could do would be a failure. It just mm-hmm. would be a learning lesson. So mm-hmm. even if I don't succeed the way I want to, I know that I've learned and I know that certain things may not be for me. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that I realized wasn't specifically for me, but there's a lot of things I found out that was for me and that has an impact. And you know, when you change your focus to helping others, at the end of the day, so much things just fall in line for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to do each and every day, wake up and find a new way to help somebody else. I like that, man. And I also like what you said about, you know, it, it not really being a failure, you know, when you're brave enough to go out there and try. And it's like, I mean, you know, firsthand, right? When, you, when you're doing your powerlifting, when you're benching, 
it's like at a certain point you have to test that limit to see okay you know yeah i know i can bench this right i know this is my max but at a certain point i'm gonna have to add five pounds on there right i'm gonna have mm. to add 10 pounds and if i make it great now i know i'm at a new level if i don't I'm like okay you know i know i got a little bit more work to do right it's like exactly about- exactly and that's one of the things i liked about powerlifting. you know it's every day is a challenge like for instance you know there's a lot of athletes that go two three years without hitting a new personal record mm. <laughs> and then on that fourth year or that next day or whatever, they hit a 30 pound jump or make a 40 pound jump. And it's it's like a series of steps each and every day. And this thing's working in the background. And I think that's just, the, you know, that's a, a way of a vision for life mm-hmm. in general. Like there's things working that you don't even know that's working. So you just got to keep going each and every day and giving 110% effort. I love that, man. I love how you said that there's things working that you don't really know that are working. It's, it's so true, right? It's like, yeah. I mean, you don't see those opportunities that are just around the corner. And like, I mean, just what you described is like, right, you, you're brave enough to try something. And someone says, hey, why don't you try this? Hey, why don't you get into this? You could be a model. You can do, you know, uh, powerlifting. Dance like, or whatever. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just do do with what the opportunities you have and then new things present themselves. That, that's that's a great lesson right there. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> So, man, I'm interested to learn more about, about your powerlifting. And you said how much was your max bench right now? 315 pounds. I hit that Dang. in training a few times. Dang, that's that's impressive, man. So who's your who's your number one competition right now for, for that gold medal? Do you know? Well, yeah, like- this, this is some Nigerians out there that's really strong. That's hitting yeah. some incredible numbers. Um, there's this guy named Sharif Ottoman. He's in Egypt. Um, he benched in the 130 pound weight class he i believe he set a world record of like 450 pounds or close to it man yeah so there's there's some strong dudes out there i mean hey, you, competition. Get them. yeah yeah i'm gonna get them i'm, <laughs> I'm chasing them I, like one of the funny things that i do is i have a list and each time i just check off different athletes that you know are in front of me i just keep crossing them out till i get to that top spot and it's gonna come it's gonna come sooner than later Yes, sir. I love that, man, about your list. That's something, you know, my senior year of college, there was a guy, he was a national champion in my weight class, right? Yeah. And so, like, they did an article about him. He was in the magazine. He was the cover of it. And so, I actually, I cut that picture out, and I taped it to the back of my locker. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm training. I'm going to get this, dude. You know, and still to that's this day, man. What's that? <laughs> I said, that's who you was chasing right there. That, that's who I'm chasing, right? That, that's, that's a great thing to do, right? You set that goal in front of you. Like, this is what I'm chasing, right? Just be able to cross that name off the list, cross that, the goal off the list, and move on to the next one. Yeah, and I'm so competitive. Like, I want to know what he <laughs> I want to know his cousin's last name. I want to know everything <laughs> about him. So whoever's in front of me, they know that. I know everything about them. I know when their mom's birthday is. Everything. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you ain't taking this lightly, man. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm curious, you know, I wanted to ask you about uh, that preparation, right? When you're you're on the bench, right? You're about to put up some heavy weight. Like what's, what's going through your mind? Cause I know like for me, like wrestling, now that I'm doing pull-ups, it's like, I have a certain type of preparation, whether it's like music I listen to, like, you know, thoughts that I have in my head, what goes through your mind as you're preparing to just throw up that heavy weight? Well, yeah. So I have like a playlist and um, I have a playlist of like different Brooklyn artists. Cause I know like I could relate to them. Uh-huh. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, with that said, it puts that like, that, that energy into me that I'm competing for a bigger cause and I'm competing for other people. And then, you know, one of the things is like, once I'm on that bench, when people have, whenever someone asks me this question, I always say for that, like two minutes, 
nothing's going through my head. It's just mm-hmm. me in a bar, like, because at the end of the day, it's you versus gravity for mm-hmm. 10 seconds. Once that bar gets over your chest, it's just you and gravity that's left. And I try to not to think about anything. I just, just think about how I'm going to get this weight up and gravity's not going to beat me today. <laughs> I get that, bro. <laughs> I, I understand. I got, I got my playlist going and you know, I, I kind of think about like my loved ones leading up to it, right? Like when I'm getting yeah. ready to jump on that pull-up bar and then you're right though, right? It's like, as soon as you jump on, as soon as you're under that bar, as soon as I jump up to the bar, it's like, okay, nothing else matters except my rep. Clean up, clean down, get that rhythm going, you know? Exactly, it's about, exactly. About the goal in front of you, right? Yeah, that I, I try not to think about too much because I don't mm-hmm. want to cloud my head with too much thoughts. But I do think, yeah, I do think about my loved ones as well. I just think about all the people that, you know, once that ball goes up and they say good lift, all mm-hmm. the people that is going to benefit, you know, because I always say like, I don't, I, I didn't ever want to be like a Michael Jordan. I want to be more like a Muhammad Ali. I want to be a mm-hmm. social figure, you know, a figure of change. And with that said, you know, I always carry that weight on my shoulder that whatever I do is going to help someone else. And if they see me do a 315 pound bench press, that's going to open the door for the next young man that wants to go get into powerlifting and has a disability. So, you know, I try to keep that, you know, torch, carry that torch. (laughs) Hey everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Before we get back to it, I'd like to take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Staying safe is more important now than ever before, which is why Safe Streets is one of my favorite companies. Safe Streets is the only authorized provider of ADT monitoring in the country making them industry experts in home security and automation. Right now, Safe Streets has a special offer for our audience. Get a free doorbell camera and $100 Visa gift card with new system activation and installation. To reserve your Safe Streets offer today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. I respect that, man. And that's that's such an awesome mentality to have it because in life, I mean, it's easy to just kind of only focus on ourselves, right? And it's like, like, what do I want? What do I want to achieve? But you're right. It's, it's really about helping other people and making this world a better place because you and I can both think of people in our lives, right? Looking back, it's like, I wouldn't be where I am today had it not been for this person inspiring me in this way or saying something to me or, or you know, suggesting something. It's like, we need other people to lean on to, for that motivation. So for you to have that mindset, you know, it's bigger than you. That, that's, that's an awesome thing. That's, uh, uh, you know, it's higher level. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I realized that in life, you know, like everything is bigger than you. Like I always say to people, we're not that important. Mm -hmm. And with that saying we're not that important, it means like there's always somebody that's more important. There's always somebody you got to do something for that's a bigger cause and something you need to be a part of that's Mm -hmm. bigger. So with that said, you know, if I could be a leader in the disability community, and if powerlifting inspires other individuals just to go to the gym, just to increase their well-being, then I'm more for it. <laughs> I'll keep I, lifting. <laughs> I, I love it, man. And, you know, I just, again, I love that mentality. And, you know, which brings me to my, my next question for you, bro. I know you're, you're saying, you know, you want to be a leader in the disabled community and, uh, you know, you're doing so much for others. So can you tell me a little bit more about uh, the Garrison Red Project? Like, what's what's that all about? And, okay, you know, yeah. So back when I quit my job at the Internal Revenue Service, I was left to with what to do now. Mm-hmm. And um, so I ran into this lady after I did a runway show. And she's like, you ever thought of doing a TED talk and starting a non-for-profit? I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. I never <laughs> even, at the time, I didn't even know what a TED talk was. So with that said, being that I didn't know what a TED talk was, I started doing research and I just seen so many innovative people and incredible people that's done them. 
So I said, you know what? I'm going to apply for a TED Talk and see what happens. And they selected me. And at the same time, I'm starting a non-for-profit because I understand by working at the IRS, I already understood like the literature on what I need to needed to do to form it. Mm-hmm. So I just said, you know what? Let me just take that leap of faith and try it. And once I tried doing it, like I filled out the form, I was granted my 501c3 um, non-for-profit determination letter right away, like within six months on the first try, which everybody was telling me it might take two or three tries or whatever to form your non-for-profit. And I created it to help individuals with disabilities by providing them with resources they need to achieve independence. So um, when I was injured, there was no like Instagram, there was no Facebook. I think it was only like MySpace around. So nobody I could really like relate to. And with that said, you know, I said, you know what, let me be an image. That way, if someone is going through something, they could just reach out to me, especially a newly injured individual. They could just Mm -hmm. reach out to me because there's so much individuals out there suffering from depression, have, you know, self-esteem issues. And I realized by like me just seeing me on like Instagram doing cool things, it uplifted so many individuals that was like contemplating things like suicide or whatever the case might've been. And, you know, I said, you know what, I want to help people on a larger scale. So my goal with the Garrison Red Project is to be as big as the Red Cross, United Nations. Mm-hmm. I want to have, you know, like a chapter in pretty much every continent, let alone hopefully every country in the world. <laughs> Man, I-, I love that. It sounds like an amazing cause. And I mean, you're the perfect voice for it. You know, the perfect ambassador, uh, I mean, to-, to spread that message. And you're you're absolutely right, because I remember growing up and I was at MySpace era too, you know, it's yeah. like, I, I, I didn't have people who were missing a leg that I could look up to and see what they were doing and, you know, different sports they were participating and stuff like that. Like it was just kind of me on my own. So, I mean, for you to use this platform that you've been given now to spread the word, you know, to motivate others out there, uh, it's much needed in the world today. I mean, with what we just deal, dealt with, with this pandemic, it's just, it's craziness, you know? So for you to be out there and say, Hey, I want to do what I love in order to change people's lives in order to, to inspire them you're forever leaving your mark in this world. And that that's a, I respect the heck out of you. Exactly. For that. That's awesome. I always, you know, I always say, you know, success isn't about how much money you have. It's more or less about how many people you are impacted. And if you're not leaving a legacy, then I don't feel that you're successful. You know, you got to do something to impact or make someone else life better. And, you know, it could be one person, but as long as it's one person, you made a difference, you made a difference, especially in someone's life. And that goes a long way. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, man. So, I mean, just looking back on your journey, I mean, it, is there like, if, if if you had to look back and say, you know, this person in particular was probably the most inspirational for me or like the one I leaned on the most, you know, who who would that be in your life? I know you mentioned, you know, the, the doctor and, you know, the coaches and certain things like that, your mom, but out of everybody, like, if, is there one person that stands out above the rest? Not really. I think my parents, Um, yeah. I always got to say my parents because they created the foundation for me. Um, You know, I wouldn't... I don't think I would be as strong as I am if I didn't have the most incredible parents that I do, that I have, you know, they never judged me or looked at me as someone that was disabled. You know, mm-hmm. I had the same, I had to do this, I had the same goals for anyone else as anyone else, such as once I graduated high school, I had to either find a job or go to college within mm-hmm. six months. It was no like pity party. And, um, once I graduated college, it was the same thing. You got to find a job in six months, just like everyone else. So, you know, with that said, they always, um, you know, paved the way for me. Like, as far as like, we'll do what we can do to help you out as far as like, 
if you need, you know, like adapting a vehicle, things like that. So that way you could be independent. We got you on that. But um, as far as everything else, it was like, yo, you have to do this just like anyone else. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse. And like, that's one of the things I don't really have any excuses. Um, if I do something, I finish it. I've never been a quitter. So anything I put my hands on, I have to see it through. And by seeing it through, I noticed that I gained so much knowledge and just become so educated. And mm -hmm. with that said, it made me the person who I am today because I wouldn't be as great of a person if I didn't have my parents to instill in me that I am a great person and mm -hmm. believe in me. So that's, those are the two, you know, my mom and father, I think they stand out above everyone else. Then, you know, there's other people like, I never really idolized celebrities, mm -hmm. but there are a few celebrities that, you know, I like what they've done, such as like I said, Muhammad Ali, um, Kobe Bryant, I just like him because of his work ethic, that mm -hmm. mama mentality, yep. you know, that's something that, you know, it's, you know, you're an athlete, I you get know, it, man. It's something that's just <laughs> in you, like, like you said, you had to cut out the um, magazine picture because, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you want to be the best at whatever you're doing and you don't want to have an excuse. You don't want to yep. sit back 10 years from now and say, I should have done this or I should have, you know, did something else. Like I should have just kept going or if, you know, I was one went away. You don't want mm -hmm. that feeling, you know? <laughs> exactly, man. I think I, I tell people that all the time. It's like, you don't want to look back with regret just realizing that you never tried to push for your full potential, you know, to see what you're truly capable of. And I relate to you. I mean, my mom, you know, she was my rock growing up and, and she, she treated me the same way as like, you know, there was, there was no exceptions. It's like, you know, I, I say like, she didn't give me a pass, you know what I mean? And, and I think uh, that's the great lesson she taught me is like, you know, you have to have high expectations of yourself, right? Push for your greatness and, 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 and go higher and higher. And uh, I think we all have our own challenges in life, you know, our own, yeah. our own obstacles, but you know, we also have to remember too, it's like, it's easy sometimes to give ourselves a pass, like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna settle here because it's too hard or whatever. It's like, you know, you're a living testament. It's like, no, you, you never give yourself a pass. You keep pushing to the area and you keep looking for that heavier weight to pick up, yeah. right? It's so many days I wanted to say, yo, I'm not going to the gym today. I'm not doing this today. And then I look and I'll be like, nah, I have to go to the gym because <laughs> you know what number one is doing right now? Number one is at the gym and I want to be number one. So. If he's at the gym, I'm the type of person, if he's at the gym for an hour, I got to be in the gym for an hour and a half. Like, it's that's just how competitive I am and how much um, what I place on myself. Like, I, I place the most pressure probably on myself than anything. Like, I just have such certain goals that I have to achieve. It's not like I can't fall short. I can't come in second. Mm -hmm. I have to be the best. And at the end of the day, even if win, lose, or draw, even if I'm do not succeed as long as I know I put 110% into what I was doing each and every day, then I feel like I won. <laughs> well said, man. You can walk away satisfied with whatever the result is, right? Yeah, exactly. As long as I know that I gave it my all mm -hmm. and I ain't take a second off. And with that said, you know, I think that really helps, you know, keeps me going. <laughs> For sure, bro. I understand exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Man, I mean, Garrison, every day, you know, in this world, there's someone who's forced to wrestle through adversity. You know, they might find themselves staring up at the lights, you know, like, like you did. I mean, yeah. do, do you have any advice for those people? Like, what would you say if they're they're listening right now? What I would tell them is life is like lemonade, you know. Um, life is going to throw you lemons. So life is going to, you're going to have adversity in life. It's when you overcome that adversity, though, you're going to be such a stronger person. It's going to prepare you. Adversity just preparing you for what's ahead. 
And I think the greater the impact of the adverse situation that you're in, the it's gonna tell, it's gonna bring, it's gonna build your character. And once it builds your character, you're gonna take yourself to places that you never could ever imagine. And I think, you know, with my adversity being shot at 17 years old and losing the ability to walk, that was just preparing me for what I'm doing now. And I didn't see it that way when I was 17 years old, but now I'm 32, I'm like, wow, I really did this, I really did that. And I don't think of it as nothing because my ultimate goal is to win a Nobel Peace Prize and be the mayor of New York City. And um, I tell people, you know, each and every day, that's what I'm working towards. So when people's like, yo, you accomplished so much, I'm like, there's so much more to be accomplished. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Man, I love that, Gary. Gary's a terrific answer, man. And, and it's inspiring. I look, I'm looking forward to that day where, you know, I'm going to be hitting you up on social media saying, hey, congrats on the gold medal. Congrats on being named the mayor on that Nobel <laughs> Prize. I'm, I'm going to be your number one fan. I guess I won't be your number one fan, man, but I'm going to be a big fan cheering yeah, for you, bro. Nah, definitely. <laughs> That's how we got to do it. You know, we got to be fans of each other. That's how I say it. You know, I like being fans of ordinary people that, you know, I seen grind. I yes, seen grind. They told me they was going to do this and they did it and they doing more. I love that, you know, because we often look at like, the top athletes and think they didn't go through anything. Like they didn't think, like I always tell my friends, like James Harden probably was shooting a thousand jump shots when he was 15 years old a day, mm -hmm. <laughs> not one day, every day he probably was shooting, shooting, shooting. Steph Curry was shooting, 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 shooting to get to where they at now. So it's like, I had with me, I lift every day. I'm doing something that's requiring me to help build my strength. So like today I was at the park doing calisthenics, doing pull-ups with the wheelchair and people at the park, like, how you do that? I'm like, this is what I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I got to do to be the best. So I'm going to keep doing it. And you know, some days I hit eight, you know, I might do like 10 sets of eight. Then hopefully next week I do 10 sets of nine. And that's how I just keep building. <laughs> You grind, grind now, you shine later, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Garrison, man, it's been so much fun talking with you. I mean, bro, before I let you go, I know you, you got some weightlifting to do. So before mm -hmm. I let you go, man, um, I have what I like to call the short time questions. Okay. So it, it's three final questions. And basically, you just fire out the first answer that comes to your mind, man. Got you, got you. All right, brother, here we go. So first question, what's your favorite motivational book and or movie? Favorite motivational movie? I would have to say Rudy. Rudy. Rudy's a good... Actually, I just had Rudy on the podcast about a week ago. Great okay. guy, man. Yeah. yeah, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy's one of my favorite. Great story right there. <laughs> Next question. Favorite motivational quote? Favorite motivational quote. That's a good one right there. Um. Uh, Life is like lemonade. That's my, that's, I coined that phrase. That's my favorite quote right there. I like it, man. Life is like lemonade. I love it. <laughs> Final question. What does unstoppable mean to you? Unstoppable means when you hit that brick wall and go through it. Hmm. That's what it means. Because everybody's going to hit that brick wall, but you got to get through that brick wall somehow, some way. <laughs> Great answer, bro. I love it, man. Garrison, thank you so much again for your time, man. And uh, let, let's keep in touch because I'm looking yeah, forward thanks, to seeing you. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when I'm out there on the West Coast, we can link up or vice versa. However, man, definitely. For sure, man. I look you up when I'm on the East Coast. And again, we we for sure. Don't get that plan. work on it. Yeah, man. We got to plan that yeah. work out of here. I think your guns are bigger than mine right now. So I got <laughs> pretty young. Um, my biceps are growing. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, bro. Well, you take care. And I have the a rest good of your one. week. Yeah, too, definitely, bro. All right. I had so many takeaways from talking with Garrison. I really liked when he talked about adversity and how it builds your character and prepares you for what's ahead. Because when you think about it, adversity, it really is like lifting weights. If you only lift the weights in the gym that are light and easy for you, you're not going to see the results that you hope for. You're going to have to test yourself with the heavier weights. And with that comes struggle, discomfort, and at times, failure. But it's through that struggle that you become stronger. So if now or in the future, you find yourself under the weight of adversity, remember, the test of fire wields the strongest steel. Keep doing your best to lift that weight, my friends, because every day you're getting stronger. And if sometimes things don't go exactly like you originally planned, remember what Garrison says. Sometimes you got to make lemonade out of lemons. That's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by Safe Streets, the leader in smart home security and automation and America's only ADT authorized provider. Safe Streets will help protect what you value most. To talk to an expert and get a free quote today, call 844-980-SAFE. That's 844-980-7233. The Unstoppable Podcast is a production of Anthony Robles Enterprises, LLC, in partnership with The Really Good Home Podcasts. I'd like to thank my editor, Laura Batista, producer Katie Pulatunoff, and my senior producer, Andy Frazier. Special thank you to Gaglion Strength YouTube channel for the ABC News clip used of Garrison Red at the beginning of this episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a great day and remember, be unstoppable.